welcome back with a new episode a new special guest he's a prominent beloved character and very important characterized by smiling face and very kind personality he has a wealth of, of impressive experiences including legal strategic management and corporate governance expertise he served as the chancellor of Vanderbilt University he has served as a president of Brown University, Ohio State University, University of Colorado, and finally the University of West Virginia. He's the co-author of eight books and has written a number of papers on law and education. He has received a number of honorary degrees and awards, including a Mellon Fellowship for the Aspen Institute for Humanistic Studies. Our special guest is the one and only President Gordon B. President Gee, uh, nice uh, to have you on our uh, podcast. Um, actually, we have some kind of questions we would like to ask you. The first question is, uh, where did you see yourself when you graduated from high school? Well, first of all, thanks for letting me do this. I really, it's wonderful to have the four of you here. And uh, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, I've got four uh, wonderful people here who are really um, engaged in the life of the university. And I'm grateful to be here with you. And I'm grateful you're here. So when I graduated from high school, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a physician. And that was what I really had uh, set my sights on being. I grew up in a very small town, a town of about 3,000 people, but it was the largest city between Salt Lake City and Denver, which is about uh, a distance of about, uh, you know, about uh, 1,500 miles. So it was, a, it was a long distance, very small town, long distance. Uh, but when I went away to college, uh, after about four, uh, four years or so, I discovered I wanted to be a, a lawyer. So I went to law school instead of medical school. Good change, actually. Uh, I think so, too. First, can you tell us uh, a little bit about your life as a student? Yes. Um, well, you know, I, I was pretty well engaged. I was the president of my undergraduate student government, uh, the elected uh, student government. Um, and so I was involved socially, um, tried to make a difference in the university as being a student act, active in the life of the institution. I was a history and English major. Um, and uh, I, I was fortunate to be able to keep myself pretty balanced, which I think is always the challenge uh, for students is, you know, you work hard and you play hard, and we want to make sure you do both because um, if, you, if you just study all the time, you're going to be kind of dull. You don't take advantage of being in this country, uh, in, in your instance, advantage of being at university. So I think it's important to have balance, and I try to keep a lot of balance in my life. Thank you. Um, and the third question is, uh, what is the first job that you uh, you had, and how did that change you? The first job that I had, well, uh, I my I didn't have any jobs in in high school, other than the fact that my father uh, recruited me to uh, to mow and water his, uh, water the lawn of our house. So that was probably the very first job, although he didn't ever pay me. Um, <laughs> and then and then really the, the the next job that I had was uh, when I was in when I was in law school, I was hired to be an assistant. Uh, 
during law school, uh, during the summer, to be an assistant to the district attorney of Bronx County in, in New York City. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the fourth question is, uh, did you imagine one day that you would be a president? No. No, in fact, I'm totally accidental. I was 36. I was dean of the law school here, and I was 36, very young, and uh, the president of the university left, and I think that they just decided they wanted to have a lawyer as president, so they appointed me uh, because it was, it was by real accident. And then, you know, 36 years later, I've been president of five institutions, two of them twice now, so I feel very privileged. What was your first uh, impression when they told you that you are the president? Well, I was, uh, I was frightened. I want you to know that. I mean, I, I didn't know if I could already spell university, let alone run one. You know? So <laughs> it was, I think, I, think, I think your first significant assignment, I say this to, to all of you because you're going to have this opportunity, I think your first significant assignment is always a little overwhelming because all of a sudden you realize this is real. I have a job and I have to accomplish something. It's not schoolwork, it's yeah. not play, it's not having fun. And I think that that's always overwhelming. Okay. Uh, the fifth question is, uh, how did you got it to be a presidency? How did I get to be a president? Well, as I said, by accident, I just yeah. explained that. Yeah, I, I, was, I was dean of law school here, and uh, uh, I, I had really no intent on my, my idea of academic progression or whatever, my idea of the next job would have been to move to another law school. And so when the president of the university left, uh, they literally uh, reached down and appointed me. So I, uh, I didn't have to think about it very much. And, and I'm not certain if I wasn't way too young, if you know what I mean. I think, I think you can be too ambitious too early. Yes. You, you, you understand yeah. what I mean? In other yeah. words, I think so many of your generation spend a lot of time worrying about next instead of doing really well what they do now. And I think the best advice that you can give, uh, if you're going to be a petroleum engineer, or if you're going to be a mechanical engineer, be really a great one, and guess what's going to happen? The next opportunity is going to come along. But if you're, if you're a petroleum engineer wondering about how you become the president of Aramco, yeah. uh, you have, uh, uh, you're going to not do well in what you're doing now. So I think that that was my lesson learned. Uh, also, what are the challenging the challenges that you had in your journey? Well, I think the biggest challenge was balance in my life. I, I, I had a young daughter who was three when I became university president. My wife uh, was an academic and she was finishing her PhD. Um, then uh, after I'd moved, I, I moved from here to Colorado and then I moved to Ohio State. And at Ohio State, my, my wife came down with cancer and died, so I was left with, I was both father and mother, and uh, left with a 15-year-old, and uh, so I think the challenges of being uh, balanced were very important for me. I think the other thing is um, the challenge of energy. You know, these, these, these jobs take a lot of energy, yeah. and so you have to work really hard to make sure you have energy and you're taking time for yourself. I mean, I have been very consistent about getting up early in the morning and working out, for example. I get on my treadmill, and, get on my elliptical. I think, I, think that, I think that taking good care of your physical health and eating well and eating right does contribute a lot to your ability to be able to be successful. So I've kept my weight uh, in pretty good shape in that, and I think that's been important to me. Have you ever had this moment that you said, no, I can't do this, but you end up doing it? Yeah, I, I've had it a couple of times. And, uh, you know, just 
just when you just say, I, I just can't do that, I just don't want to do that. And, uh, and yet you wake up and you forge ahead, you know. And, uh, and by and large, it's always worked out for me. But uh, and there have been some jobs that I've been offered that I've turned down um, that I've never regretted, but they were great opportunities. And so, uh, so sometimes you'll always peek, peek over your shoulder and say, maybe I should have done that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, who are the people that supported uh, you in your career? Oh, I, you start with your mother and father. You know, my, my mother and dad were great supporters. I had a wonderful sister who made it possible for me to be a university president because she was always watchful of my parents, you know, so I didn't have to worry about that. I've had uh, significant people influential in my life who were presidents of universities or um, significant figures in terms of the political landscape or whatever, and I've always taken great inspiration from those folks. And uh, uh, But in the end, I think, I, think, uh, I think the most influential people have been my family. Uh, we've heard that you met President Obama. I have. So how did you feel? Uh, how did you feel when you met? Well, I, you know, I've met, I've, I've met four or five university per, uh, uh, presidents of the United States, and I think you always feel the same. I, I mean, you have great respect for the office, and so therefore you realize that you're looking at one of the, uh, the most powerful, one of the most powerful men on earth, and. Uh, you want to make certain that uh, with your time with him that you're, that you're engaged in appropriate kinds of conversations, not just a lump on the log, but you're actually engaging them. And we, uh, he and I actually had a wonderful time together. And uh, what, is, uh, what is the biggest, uh, oh, sorry, what is the best thing that you, uh, you love about your job? I no. love students. I love students. I love doing, I, you, you cannot, this is a great gift what you guys are giving me right now. The opportunity to meet you. Um, and to know that you're faring well, and also just get to know you. See, I think that uh, I, I always think about a university as being a seminar. You know, you've got all these really interesting people, and if you can take advantage of it, um, I think it uh, provides a great spiritual and cultural and social um, well-being for you. So I really do. I really do enjoy students. Obviously, I enjoy people, I enjoy faculty and staff, but the students are the ones that energize me. Thank you. Uh, how did your uh, previous jobs prepare you for this exactly? Well, I think that obviously experience counts. Um, I think the most important thing I've learned, I've learned from my, my mistakes. You know, I think, I think the thing about it in life is this, that you, um, we all are going to have a lot of success. You guys are already had a lot of success. Celebrate those, but then move on. And when you make a mistake, think about it. I have enough courage to say, why did I do that? And what did I learn from that? Because I think, I, I, think, I think it's great to celebrate, but it's also great to contemplate in the contemplation of the mistakes that you've made and the learning experience that comes from that. Because we're always constantly learning. It's just not simply within the four corners of the university or within uh, the classes you're taking. It is the, the learning from life that I think is the most important aspect uh, also, what is your advice for the people who who are shy to like to make a mistake? For example, if they they are shy to ask teachers or uh, they like they are um, feeling. I, I think I, I think intimidated. I, the word is probably intimidated. I, I think that that I think that that is um, a combination of two things. One is the fact you can actually feel intimidated uh, when you're with someone. If they make you feel intimidated, 
yeah. if, if they're kind of imperial or if they, 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 they're not uh, terribly forthcoming. I think with those kind of people, what you have to do is you just have to be very cheerful and hopefully that they'll come around. I think, I, I think that it is your responsibility as a student, though, to be not fearful and be engaged. You know, I mean, if you ask good questions, if you're curious, if you uh, press certain issues, that will let the other individual know that you're actually interested in them, interested in what they're doing, and therefore they'll start to open up a lot more. It's not easy. It's not easy, and and uh, and and you guys have the extra burden of being uh, being international students and uh, having uh, uh, you're in the process of studying the language and getting more proficient at it. So so you guys have to be extra gregarious. Yeah. Extra outgoing. <laughs> also, do you have, do you advise people to learn more than? their own language? Absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, if I were king for a day at this institution, I would require every student at the university to have a study abroad experience where they would go to another country that was foreign to them. So, I mean, so if you were, if you're a Saudi, I'd want you to go to, uh, to France or to go to Australia or someplace like that. Because I think we all need to have a, uh, the, the, the world is so small now, yeah. we need to have a different vision. And you know, I mean, you know it very well because of the fact that when people are isolated, they become um, arrogant and they become, um, and they become in many ways uh, 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 surrounded, by, uh, surrounded by ideas that are not necessarily in, in their in their best interest because they haven't been exposed to a variety of other ideas. So I think the issue of, of really getting exposed to a lot of different ideas is important. And you know, I mean, uh, I don't know, are, are you all Muslim? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, you know, you know, the, if, if we had, if more of our people had, had, to travel, had an opportunity to travel to Muslim countries, to the Far East, to the Middle East, to a variety of places, we wouldn't have some of this kind of nonsense that goes on in terms of everyone is X or Y, you know? And that, that's the reason I think that, that uh, the journey of having opportunities to engage with uh, other people is so important. Change people's minds. Absolutely, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, absolutely. You know, people, the, the people get stereotyped, and that is the worst kind of prejudice, in my view. Okay, our last question is, uh, what is your advice for younger people who are planning uh, their life journey? I think a couple of things. First of all, I said learn from your mistakes, celebrate your successes, successes, and also learn to take advantage of the opportunities. You know, each of us are going, each of us have, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the prime example of that. I had no idea I was going to be a university president. When it came along, I decided I'd do it and I, and I took advantage of it and it's been a wonderful life for me. But each of us are going to have things that come along that may not be in your plan. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're planning to, to do X, Y, or Z, and then F comes along. You have to be willing to think about possibilities, not simply about uh, the job at the moment or the opportunity at the moment. I think that's really important. Yeah. And the point is, like, for the younger people or for you when you was younger, did you imagine the life as it would be at this time? Like, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I could. You know, I. Yeah. I, I think it. Uh, or it works like. I, I think it's. I think it's kind of surreal. You know, in some ways, the fact that uh, I'm doing what I'm doing and still doing it, but uh, and that I have the help to do it, and I have, and I get such great joy out of it. So it. So it's. Uh, 
It is definitely not a job. I think of it as a ministry, as a calling. <laughs> okay, um, we finished our interview. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's wonderful to have you guys. I, I'd love to get a picture. Can we all get a picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah let's, let, me, let me get my assistant in here. Why, why don't we go into my office? Okay, okay. Let's, that'd be great. Thank you. Fun. I really enjoyed this, by the way. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now I expect you to invite me some of your parties. Covered President Ski journey. Also, we've known some interesting stuff about him, and he gave us some future tips. Thank you for listening to us. Stay tuned.